Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Welcome, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I watched a, another hockey game, another sort of disappointing result. A lot, lot, lot of exciting action, I'd have to say, but uh, it's just another step in the process. Now it's on to the next thing. Bigger yeah, the Oilers, uh, the Oilers rookie lost again to the Flames rookie, this time 3-1. to one. It's been a distinct lack of dopamine hits, Bruce, for Oilers fans in these games. Just the one goal in two games to uh, get us going, to get the blood Ooh. flowing. Um, and actually, not a whole lot of scoring chances for the Oilers no. in this game. Way, way more for the Calgary Flames rookies. It's funny, heading into this, uh, Corey Prodman of the Athletic at the Flames rookies rated as the 31st farm system in the NHL and the Oilers' ninth. Kind of looked the opposite. Yeah. In these two games, quite frankly, the frame, lots of Flames players stood out. Fortunately, the Oilers, lots of Oilers players look like they need um, a season or two or three in the AHL before they're going to be as much as we've talked about them. Anyway, let's get, we're going to do our two bad things, two <laughs> good things, two good things, two bad things. And because we don't have stats, we'll have two takeaways. Um, I'll start with my good thing, Bruce. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to overlook Evan Bouchard's offensive game. And it could... It, it, it could earn him a job on the orders. I, I mean, I do think he would be better off. I'm not in the middle. I do think he would be uh, better off in the AHL because his defensive game, there's some pretty glaring weaknesses still in his gap control and his decision-making. He's usually good for two or three scoring chances against per game. I'm finding in these rookie games right now. But Bruce, um, his skating <laughs> excuse mm-hmm. me, is exceptional. Well, yeah. that's, not, that's not the right word. It's it's much better than I thought it was going to be. Matt, the way he wheels with that puck, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of does spin around and moves, controlling the puck. He's so smooth. You know, yeah. he, I think Justin Schultz is a really good comparison for him at this point. In the defensive game is weak, but the um, offensive game, the passing is exceptional. The skating is strong. And he always finds a way. Like, how many times have we... We've hardly seen him play in his career, but how many times have we already seen him score goals like that where he finds a way to throw the puck at the net and have it go in? Like, he just has a knack for doing that, so. Gets it through the picket fence somehow, and uh, tonight he he got a bit of a lucky bounce on the one one goal that they did get. But uh, what what strikes me about his offensive game is uh, he he uses a weapon that, I don't think any Oilers, current Oilers defenseman has, and that is deception. Yes. Uh, he he has options. He keeps his options open, and he makes it look like he's he's doing one thing, and then suddenly, like there was one in the third period there where he found Tyler Benson in the high slot for a good shot on the power play, and he sold the goalie, the forechecker, uh, the guy covering him, uh, me, in the Edmonton, 200 miles away, watching on the internet, that he was going to shoot that puck because uh, all of his body mechanisms pointed towards him firing it on the net, and all of a sudden he pulled it off to uh, uh, <clears throat> to Benson on the side. And if he if he had done what the usual lawyer's defenseman does and stare at the guy he's going to pass it to for five seconds and then pass it to him, Benson would have been covered. But there was that little element of deception that kind of messed up the the coverage, and bang, good chance 
developed out of that. And that, that seems to be part of his game. The other thing is, you say it's a skating. And I'm writing in the game grades tonight, and I already commented that for a guy that's often touted as just an average skater, it's funny how when he has the puck and he's rushing through the neutral zone with the puck, he always seems to be about 1% faster than the opposition guy who's trailing him, who doesn't have to carry the puck with him. So he's got uh, he's got some nice wheels, and he's got a real good sense of where is the open ice. Okay, Bruce, yes or no, does he make the Oilers? Uh, I think because of the defensive issues that uh, were much in evidence tonight that you mentioned earlier, probably not right away. But, uh, you know, Darnell Nurse, who's uh, comparable in that he was a high first-round draft choice, uh, he went, he he played, what, six AHL games and got called back. It's very possible he could go down but not stay down for very long. I do think the Oilers have enough depth of young defensemen uh, on the end of their contracts that, they're going to get priority to him, but I don't know that it's going to be much. I mean, the ball's in his court, right? And if he uh, he plays well enough, he'll have a job in the NHL uh, uh, before the season is over. Okay, you're a good thing, Bruce. Uh, i got to go with uh, Olivier Rodrigue uh, in the Oilers' net, who had a brutal start, uh, allowing a goal from a bad angle on his very first shot, just 36 seconds in. Of course, the Oilers trailed for the entire duration of the game thereafter. So that's that's a big black mark against him. But after that, he was nothing short of outstanding, I thought. Yeah, he was he had, great. He had, he had little chance on the second goal when a, a big, deep, a bad defensive zone turnover uh, led to uh, a great chance by... Um, Adam Ruzicka in the slot, and Ruzicka just made his move and his shot, and there was little the goalie could do. And otherwise, he held Edmonton in the game. I mean, never they were the second period. The shots were 18-4 Calgary, and that included a number of quality shots. And uh, he kept the score at two nothing. And then, and then of course, they did score to, to get back in the game in the third. And he made a few more good stops after that. Didn't hear the final total, but it would have been close to 40 saves that he put in on the night. And some very sharp net mining on what he easily could have gotten away in on, on him and been a four or five to one game. Yeah, uh, that first goal was a stinker. Like he should have had that. But other than that, he just was, he played a pretty much perfect game. He was exceptional. Um, my bad thing is the first goal and the second goal. Um, you know, Bouchard was a little bit too much gap, maybe. But that kind of shot the goalie should have. From, from the bottom, you know, kind of on the outside of the circle from the bottom of it. It's a, from a tight, wide, yeah. you know, wide angle. There should be I nothing sh- to shoot at from there. Yeah. Know? It was a um, great shot, but you know, should and be this, nothing. And the second goal, man, I don't know what Logan Day was doing, but you might have noticed, Bruce, there was I just did. one defenseman back. <laughs> Where was the other guy? Well, he was shooting up the ice. He was, out of, the, com- he was out of the zone already. I, this I is my complaint with that. Logan Day. I'm not convinced of his defensive play. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and a bad turnover by, I think it was Bo Starrett on the board. Yep. Bo Starrett's not had great games. Um, and I don't really blame Sam Rukov. He let the pass in the slot. I guess he might have had that, but that was a... a I think that was, was DeYoung, wasn't it? I think it was... It wasn't, it wasn't, it was 78, uh, wasn't it 78 who made the pass? I thought, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was... Uh, anyway, it was... Uh, it was 70 who made the pass to uh, 54, both forwards. And Day is busting his butt out of the zone like he's playing right wing on the play. And as I've written in my yeah. game it turned out they could have used the right defenseman. <clears throat> yeah, that was on Logan Day. <laughs> That's my bad thing. What is your bad thing? Oh, 
just I don't want to pick on individual players. It's it's too early, uh, you know, to to just say bad things about them. Uh, but just the lack of the lack of team like ability so losing the, the to bottom gen- of your generate I'm losing the bottom of your face you got in the board okay. in the middle there, there all right go. i'm slumping uh, i'm slumping you're in, slumping and i'm moving defeat. to the side we both have our, okay now there you i'm slumping in defeat thank you yeah. uh anyway just the, the inability of the team to create a lot of scoring chances and yes you know like they were the second best team really by a mile in this game and and so uh, I'll, I'll go with the overall team play. It wasn't that they weren't they weren't hustling or trying. They just didn't really have it. And uh, a few guys uh, that I saw well on Saturday night, notably the duo of um, of uh, McLeod and Maximoff, really did nothing in this game. And That's my takeaway, Bruce. Yeah. So okay. So I guess, sorry, I'm I'm rushing here because I got I've got to go play hockey. In yeah. Let's 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 move on. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this game. <laughs> I've joined a, a, a league here, and uh, I have a game at 10.30. I'm uh-huh. sorry for uh, anyway. So that's my takeaway, Bruce, is although Cooper Modi played better in this game, there, there's a lot of players uh, who've been kind of hyped in Euler fandom mm-hmm. um, heading into this. Maximov, Samarukov, McLeod, Benson, Marodi. And, and if we're completely honest, none of them played that well. I mean, I like Benson's feistiness in this game, but mm-hmm. he didn't, you know... Calgary didn't even play Dylan Dubé in this game, and no. they dominated their best player. Now, Cooper Marodi played a lot better this game. I actually thought he was, other than Benson, or excuse me, other than Bouchard, he was the best oiler. He was moving well with the puck and uh, making plays, and he was dangerous at times. But uh, Maximov, McLeod, and Samarukov, they're clearly all of them are going to be uh, needing an AHL time, which is nothing against them. Um, they, just, they just need to up their intensity, up their reads, just up every little aspect of their game. And that was evident tonight. And, uh, you know. I, I would suggest they need to up, up their consistency. Yes. You know, that yeah. when you play in the pro game, you gotta you got to bring it or at least bring a significant percentage of your A game uh, on every night. You can't afford to be really good one night and then invisible the next. And there, there was a few guys that I would, uh, I would say that about if you pressed me. And I already named a couple of them. Uh, but they're, they're um, uh, Calgary's uh, young guys. Uh, I thought Glenn Godden and Adam Rizicka really stood out. That scored the two goals that, that really mattered in this game. Uh, but they were strong throughout, and I thought their their rookies in general were a little ahead of Edmonton's rookies. I mean, <clears throat> just obviously by the by the flow of play. But the guys that you just named, they're all turning pro this year. So, whereas a guy like Glenn, Glenn yeah, Godden, he, he had an yeah, okay. But he, Glenn Godden, he has an AHL year under his belt. Yeah. And that kind of shows in, in games like uh, like like uh, tonight's game and really in, in camps like this. The guy's turning pro. They need to spend their time down in Bakersfield and put in their reps. All of those guys, all those first-year guys, Sam Marukov and uh, 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 McLeod, Maximov, Safin, uh, they'll be back in this tournament probably next year because they won't get out of the AHL and uh, uh, they'll be a lot better players in 12 months' time than uh, they're showing right now. Yeah, at the start of any career, I think, you know, mm-hmm. for people, there's always, you know, you have to learn the, prof- the, the the level of commitment and professionalism and dedication and intensity, all these things that, that, that don't necessarily come natural to teenagers, if you've ever mm-hmm. dealt with teenagers. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, yep. so there's a learning curve, and we I think we saw that tonight with some of these players. Like, I mean, I don't think we saw, I don't think I saw, other than a few moments, I don't think I saw Samarukov good in these entire two games. He he just seemed to be going at about 80%. You know, he, I've seen him skate. I've seen how he can move, and I never saw that. Now, of course, this is different, right? You know, when you're in the OHL, you're you're the you're the best player by quite a bit, and suddenly you're going against all the best players from all these different feeder leagues, who are all, you know, the best player by quite a bit, generally speaking, in their feeder league, you know, very often at least. So there is a, a raising of um, quality of competition as well that he's dealing with, but he's capable of flying out there on the ice in his mm-hmm. skating and and uh playing and 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 he was not flying he was kind of he was just uh picking his way and uh not standing out i mean if we did if he didn't have the reputation bruce mm-hmm. heading in like as the playoff you know mm-hmm. star of the ohl last year no one would be talking about him right now and this is what he's going to realize is this is the reality he's got to improve dramatically uh, in any number of ways, if he's going to make the NHL, and that path starts now, and the, the quicker he realizes and gets on it, the better for him and for the Oilers. Yeah, and he may need to be uh, paired up in a different manner, that the puck's going through his stick instead of his partner's stick. Fair enough. I mean, just because of the type of game that he plays, you know, that he's a puck, puck yeah. mover. Uh, yeah, put, put him with a more of a plumber Bob type partner. Uh, whose job is to get, you know, he needs to play with Steve Steos, not, uh, not Evan <laughs> Bouchard, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Did you have another takeaway? Are we done or? Uh, no general takeaway is uh, an up rookie games on with the, on with the main camp. Let's get the big boys out there skating and uh, uh, we can start amping up the uh, excitement level as we get uh, closer to actual real NHL games. All right, Bruce, thanks for talking tonight. Yeah, good luck in your game tonight, Dave. Thank you. Not too many Logan Day players. Yeah, at my age, I need all the luck I can get. (laughs) And in the meantime, in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.